in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go! Mom Goals, it's time to get physical this month of March with dietitian and Stronger You nutrition coach, twin mom, and former D1 volleyball player, Maggie Watson. Maggie! Welcome! Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. This is so exciting. I know. We're so excited to have you. And you guys, if you saw the before and after pictures that we posted on social, these photos are crazy how you transform these bodies. So we want to know, where do we even begin to look this good after kids? Well, it's all about understanding food a little bit better. And I think so many people don't really know where to start because there are so many conflicting views out there. But what we do at Stronger You is we track macronutrients. And some people might have no idea what that means, but it's basically going a little bit better than tracking calories. So tracking your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. Those are like the three building blocks of our total calorie intake. So we want to track each one of those. And it really is about just being a little bit more defined in what you're eating and how much. It sounds very confusing. It's data tracking, but honestly, it gives you such a better understanding of your food and your body. It's pretty amazing. So when you so, say data tracking, that applies to the food we eat? It really does. So many people don't understand how much they eat. So this is really a great way to identify truly what you're eating. So we ask you to weigh your food and I will give goals to hit. So you don't have to think about that part. Let me do the hard work on figuring out what you actually need. All you have to do is really figure out the foods that you want to eat in order to make that happen. You choose the foods, I tell you how much, and that's how we do it. And along the way, you learn so much about what food does to your body. It's pretty incredible, actually. Tracking all this data makes you take ownership of your choices, and it really does change the way that you view food. You can still have a donut and not have to feel bad about that. You get rid of this whole good versus bad food connotation. It is so freeing. It truly is like getting rid of the ball and chain that food has somehow become in some of our lives. It's amazing to see women who really empower themselves and understand food a whole lot better. So. It is a little bit of a challenge for most moms to think about adding one more thing to their life where you have to track food, but it is so worth it in the end, you guys. I cannot speak more highly of the system of tracking. Well, we saw those pictures, so I'm like, track that! Right? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, I truly think that taking control of this area of our lives as a mom, it really is like self-care. It's doing something for yourself, but it, it really allows you to set a great example for your family as well. So it can just serve so many different purposes. It can make you feel great physically, mentally, emotionally. It's amazing. And I think it's interesting that you say, yes, we have to do one more thing. We feel like it's adding to our plate, but really by doing that, we're taking things so much more off our plate. Exactly. Like you said, that emotional feeling or, or beating ourselves up because we ate that donut. We're not putting in the time or energy into our body because it is foreign to us after we have these babies. You're like, I can remember after I had the baby, I thought my stomach was like a balloon. It would just like deflate, right? And I'm like, well, I still look like I'm like six months pregnant. Like, what is this? You know, like, what the hell? It's so incredible. This is not what I envisioned. 
to see the body be able to change from pre-pregnancy to during that pregnancy to post-pregnancy and beyond, you just gain that respect for your body. And I really want to nourish that feeling because moms go through a lot to get those sweet little babies, but it's very difficult on us emotionally and, and otherwise. And to be able to give you the tools to take control back of your life and feel great about yourself is really, it's empowering. I'm so excited that you're here this month of March to share all of those tools with us. I'm so pumped. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that this also combines the protein, the carbs, and the fats. Oh my gosh. Carbs and fats. Love it. All the things. All the things we love. All the things. All right. Thank you so much. Stick around next week where Maggie walks us through the ins and outs of those crazy cravings and nutrition during pregnancy. Thanks, Maggie. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Mongols, it's time to talk about finance, and this month we're focusing on financial planning. Joining us is an amazing mom, former probation officer turned finance expert, who's now a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley, plus fellow Kyo sister. Mongols, please welcome Casey Gregory to the show. How are you? We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. I'm excited to talk with both of you. And we are so excited to have you because obviously all of us being moms and our listeners, most who are moms, we're going to be diving into some really important topics this month, saving for college, life insurance, all of that fun stuff. But first, we want to understand when is the right time to start working with a financial advisor like you and why is it so important? I think that there are a lot of misconceptions as to how to answer that question. So I want to debunk those today. Many people have some things that they have on the back burner that they're waiting to do or they don't know what the right time is. Things like buying a house, buying a car, do I lease, do I buy? What about my kids' education? There are a lot of big ticket items that people want to know when is the right time to do those things. So kind of falls into what your question is, when is the right time to meet with a financial advisor? So most families, there's a balance that's going on in your 30s of debt and savings and what is the right balance. So any time that you find yourself asking those questions, that's the time. There are a lot of different strategies on when and how to pay off credit cards or student loans. If you just should defer your savings to your long-term goals, such as college or retirement to take care of the debt now, there are many strategies that go into that. I coach my younger investors, and yes, we're still younger investors. We are. (laughs) (laughs) I teach them to find a balance by reviewing the interest rates and the average rates of return. Personally, I do this with a discovery meeting where I learn about my families that I'm working with, discuss goals, any immediate needs that they have, like debt consolidation, and then follow up with a tangible plan. That's like a roadmap for them shows them where they're at and where they're headed if they keep doing things exactly the same way and then make some recommendations. So there are some some true misconceptions and the ones that I hear the most are, I don't have enough money to work with a financial advisor. I'm not old enough to talk to a financial advisor about my money and it's too expensive. Right, all of those things. Yeah. And you brought up the debt situation. It's interesting because 
I would assume like, oh gosh, I'm in debt. I can't go to a financial advisor. I don't have the money, but you're saying you guys help with consolidating the debt, which goes against all those preconceived notions you're about to debunk for us right now. Absolutely. As women, we're managing so much. We are the ones that are considering the details for our lives and the lives of our kiddos, husbands, extended family. It takes up so much space and energy for us that we just don't have extra to give. So to me, when you're talking about your finances, women have enough components to consider. Let's just go to the professional. We're at the point of your life that we know that we pay for things that have value. Why not do it when it comes to your assets? So as far as people thinking that, you know, that they don't have enough money right now, that is the reason why you should meet with an advisor. Because the assets that you have accumulated, whether you think that it's too little or not, it makes it so valuable. And you need to make sure that the money that you've saved is working for you in the correct manner to help you reach your long-term goals. So I have a client who he's 20 and he started with $10,000 and he started monthly contributions of $50. At the age of 60, he's going to have about $300,000 if he would do nothing different. So the same exact scenario for someone at the age of 35 at age 60, they have to save closer to $375 a month. That is really the power of compounding. So the earlier you start, the less you actually have to carve out of your budget for your long-term goals. So that's another reason that the time is now. Whether it's $20 a month, any little bit that you can carve aside, it will make a huge difference in the long term. I think that is such an important takeaway that the time is now. And regardless of what stage you're at in your life, you can always go to an expert for help. It's removing something off of our already overflowing plates as moms. Exactly. So starting early with an advisor that's going to take time to educate you and teach you how to become financially savvy in regards to the cost being too expensive, let's address that. Like I said, we're mature enough to know that everything with value has a cost. Um, Research shows that there are quantifiable returns in working with a financial advisor. So what that means to a consumer is that by working with an advisor, the likelihood of your rate of return increases even after you pay them a fee. These usually range between one to 2% in the industry, depending on assets that you have under management. Now question about that fee. Do you pay it regardless of if they make you money or not? Good question. It's a great question. And yes, you do. (laughs) So there are a lot of different investment vehicles. In the industry, there are no guarantees. So you're paying a wrap fee for a service, and it's not a guarantee that you're going to make money in the market. Got it. But wouldn't you rather have somebody in your corner who knows what the hell they're doing, doing it for you? So I feel like it might be worth the risk. Both show. So the bottom line with some of these misconceptions is the time is now. There's a cost to delaying good financial decisions and prolonging the bad ones that we are all apt to make. The time to consult a financial advisor is in the moment when you're having those questions. And you are going to be around next week to help us 
on how we should start saving for our kids' academic dreams. So stick around next week, Mongols. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Mommy. Mommy. Hi, Mongols. It's time to talk emotions this March and excited to dive right in because we've been a little bit emotional in the Schneider household. I don't know what it is, but our family recently watched the movie Soul. There were a couple scenes where I get emotional at and I start crying (laughs) and the kids are always like, oh, there goes mom crying again. And I'm like, guys, it's okay to cry. And then we were actually watching another show. I looked over and Griffin started getting emotional and teary eyed. And then he started kind of shying away. And I was like, Griffy, don't worry. It's totally normal. It's good to show your emotions. It's good to cry and good to have those feelings. It's totally normal. So I was happy that they were feeling all the feels, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't want them to like, feel like they have to hide it or not be able to do it. Yeah. Which is important as boys. I really think as boys, especially to be like, it's okay to show your emotions. Like, yes. So how about you? Have you guys had any emotional moments in the Kelly household? I feel like, yeah, 2021 has just been one big ball of emotions, I think, in the Kelly household. (laughs) Most recently for us, Valentine's Day, the day of love. Love Whoa. So lovey-dovey. My two-year-old, now three-year-old, Nev, at the time, she was just having a day, man. I mean, she was serving it up. It was just one of those unbearable, you know, and I just lose my mind, like screaming. She's just not listening to me. And then Kyle starts yelling, like, what we're doing is not working. Like, we need to discipline her more. Like, and and so then she's crying because he's yelling. And then I'm crying because I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then Rin sees me crying, and so she's cr- so literally oh. all of us are crying. And oh. Kyle feels bad because literally all the three girls in the house are now crying at him yeah. at the dinner table. <laughs> Rin's like, "Dad, you made us cry," and I'm like, "No, he's right. We do need more discipline in this house." Like, <laughs> it was just oh gosh, it was just a day. It was that. Yeah. So that was Valentine's Day. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> but. I think you just got to have some days like that. Not everything's going to be wonderful. And I just, parenthood is hard. Everything, my good old Sandy, I always (laughs) refer to her. But, you know, as she says, just wait until you're a parent. And it's true. Happy to report, though, after Valentine's Day, the next day was better. Felt good almost to just, like, get it out, have a day. So I feel like our mom go mindset is just, it's okay to cry, to let it out. We all have our days. And if it makes everybody else cry in your household too, (laughs) you know, whatevs. That's just the way it is. We all have our days, but we can turn it around the next day. And that should be our only goal, but to be in it and own those feelings and know that it will, it'll get better. It'll go away. Love it. So that's our, that's our mindset for the week. And if you need a shoulder to cry on, we're here for you, Mongols. So stick around next week because we are talking about mom fails. Got a lot of them. So (laughs) stick around next week. Bye guys. All right, Mongols. That's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into mom days.